Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about Netflix's new movie, Lady Chatterley's Lover, starring um, my husband, <laughs> my husband, yeah. Jack O'Connell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Emma Corrin. What else has Emma Corrin been in? She looked kind of familiar. She uh, is a Emmy-winning actress from The Crown who played uh, Princess Diana oh. in the oh. last season of The Crown, and... She's so good at it that she uh, is now getting a lot more roles. Oh, she's going to be in The Policeman with uh, with Harry Styles. That movie already came out. I think it's on Amazon. I have not watched it oh. yet. Oh, yep, it sure did. 2022 release date. That's definitely what it says right here. Um, Yeah, so oh, cool. we once watched a Lady Shatterley's Lover uh, miniseries, but it was not the book of Lady Shatterley's Lover. It was about... Laid the trial of Lady Shatter, like it was basically like the book on trial. Um, and it was about that's the, right the two with, uh, with Raphael Spall, with Raphael Spall in it. Yes, right? he and was. Yes, he was in it. Yeah, so these two people on the jury, yeah, yeah, were like, there was there was the trial, and then for shits and giggles, they like read the book. Well, they were supposed to read the book, I think. I think it was like. Part of They're the censorship, um, they were b- supposed to be a focus group for censoring oh. the book because this book was like such a um, incredible, like censored mess when it came out because it describes some graphic sex at the time. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... You know, it's kind of hilarious because Emily is uh, reading <laughs> some really insane books, including, you know, like Dragon's Bride, but they were really not um, as mainstream as this book uh, when this book came out in the 20s. So, no, a lot of, yeah, a lot of books like that, that like probably the most mainstream, like, like not even erotic, honestly, but... The most mainstream spicy books today, I guess I would think of, is probably Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I think when there was, um, what was it? There was this huge debacle about about books being banned again or something, mm. and and it was like, and people want and and the main problem with Sarah J. Mass's books is that they will start YA and then they will they will continue in the series and not be YA anymore. That is that is the problem with her books. So people 
we'll put them all of them in YA. <laughs> right. When some of them should definitely not be. There's some like um, sexual acts that are described and it's just not really for YA readers. So, you know, there's that. Oh, dude, just 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 you wait until you get to Silver Flames, dude. That book is <laughs> something else entirely. It's something else. <laughs> else entirely well um, of course like adults um enjoy this kind of thing generally you know or, or like 50 novels. shades that's a yeah that's that's, that, that's like a more mainstream that's like the like erotic most novel. mainstream yeah, the most mainstream i would say like yeah. it it was yeah. it was a big deal but this book when it came out was um so much different than people expected so there have been some other uh adaptations of this there's i think one from the 80s that does have jolie richardson in it and she plays like the maid lady like the um governess lady in this um mrs bolton oh and she had previously been in the other uh version of it but um yeah i've not read this if i'd seen if i'd seen another lady shatterley's like affair or lover type type movie before because yes i do remember watching the Raphael spall one but i thought I thought I also watched another just like version of it. Maybe it was the one from the 80s. Maybe it was a different one. But um, but yes, also have not read the book. I am interested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, like, it's a pretty insular movie. There's not a whole lot of characters. It's just, no, it's just about simple. Connie and she marries this guy, Chatterley, who uh, go- well, goes they, immediately they to the war. To be, <laughs> they seem to be like friends, like like they 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 enter this marriage on like friendly terms. Like they yeah. seem to know each other. They're they're. I mean, we don't get like too much backstory about them. It's just kind of like they're they're like how does the oh my god I already feel like it's been eleven years since I watched this movie. Um. What happens in the beginning? Do they just go straight into their wedding? Yep. Or is there like a... Yeah. Okay. They just get married and then they he goes to war and then they move into his family home in the countryside. And that's it. I mean, and he... It, it comes out. He comes back. He comes back. He can't use his legs. Yes. He becomes yes. a paraplegic and he, um, you know, has to get over the... Um, the, the First World War, which is difficult. And so he becomes a lot more distant from his wife because of that, which is Connie. Um, and they're con- they're, they really just don't have very good communication throughout the entire movie. And I think that's like part of their, like her desire to um, be with Oliver. The groundskeeper is, is partly because she just feels unuseful or, or just like not listened to ever by her husband and well yeah the second he comes back he's he's asking her to you know basically to be his to be his at-home nurse like mm-hmm. she's helping him out of bed she's helping him into bed which obviously she's happy to do because she loves him and she wants to make this work but it's like he's he's basically just treating her like this this one this one thing and she's not really taking care of herself she's not eating she's not sleeping like it's just it's and and they are slowly drifting like she's trying to you know keep keep their love life alive you know but obviously he can't he can't 
do very much anymore and he doesn't want to because mm-hmm. he can't mm-hmm. like he doesn't even want to pleasure her he's just like well i can't i can't get up so yeah <laughs> i don't i mean he's a man i don't want to do this did he like Obviously. he's a man from like the 1920s like did he ever really yeah. think there so was he, any other way no <laughs> no no so he doesn't know and neither does and she they really have this, <laughs> no no it's it's all very yeah it's all it's it's all very like close-binded back then like one like one track mind um but then they kind of have this conversation a little bit into their into their new life at their house you know she's been going into town and talking to this teacher who lives in the village um and stuff like that and and then they they end up having this conversation where he says you know i can't obviously you need something to 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 do every day um you you need to have a kid like we we need to have our kid but obviously i i can't give you a child so you should you should have an affair with another man and and get pregnant that way and i'll just accept the child as my own yeah and he's like well obviously you wouldn't like fall in love with them but no um, there's no emotions involved yeah, purely just, physical yeah just use them just use them basically is what he says and yeah she is shocked by and it this. has to be a gentleman and it has to be yes yeah she's, which is she's like shocked by this by this request of his and she's like are you fucking serious right now <laughs> it is a really <laughs> wild thing know to what you're asking of me it, it is like it's pretty crazy and like she's in this situation and, and she's just like well geez this is a kind of a rock and a hard place she flirts with like this irish guy pushing me away yeah you're telling me to go sleep with someone else like like such a weird such a weird thing so i read that this movie couldn't adopt no that's not how heirs work emily you can't just do that fuck that um (laughs) you know but this also takes place uh around the same time as downton abbey so we've got similar values about how things should be. Obviously, this house is not as grand as Downton and doesn't have as many staff members. But the the movie is really focused on the power balance and shifting power dynamics that was happening at this time in the UK because of the war and the changes after the war. But it's also just like, you know... Her husband is from this class that is a high class that looks down upon people like Oliver, who was a like lieutenant in the war, but comes home and he's part of like the working class. So he he's not as respected by somebody like Chatterley. So yeah, no matter how how high of rank you you were raised in the war or anything like that or in battle, mm-hmm. you just kind of go back to where you were when you go back. Like yeah, in, in non-war times, which kind of sucks. It totally sucks. It's exactly, I think, what this director was trying to highlight a little bit more. Like, I feel like the themes of that were really strong um, just throughout the entire movie and less so about the shockingness of sex and nudity that we've come to, you know, know from something like this movie, like, it is shocking that they're just naked all the time in this movie, but also it's not because it's 2022. So it's like 
nudity on TV, nudity in the movies is always going to be like, it's been around for decades and decades and decades. So it's like, that's not the central focus of the, the movie at all. The central focus is like the, the love and the, the class and the power balances, you know, and that's the kind of shocking affair of it all, you know? Right. And we also even had those scenes with uh, the miners protesting the miners will go who who work in the mines at different cities or different towns mm-hmm. will travel to other towns and kind of protest so that they don't get in trouble in their own town and she witnesses this and and at some point um her husband even buys a mine or you know uh invests in a mine mm-hmm. and he starts you know paying all these miners to work but he's he's treating them like shit basically he's treating them like just like just work mindless horses. workers and yes. not as and not as people and she even tries to tell him that you know you're you're being an ass and you need to you need to treat your employees better and he's like oh whatever and he's just being an asshole um and he just does stuff like this that just also pushes her away because she just can't stand to be around him anywhere she's not happy yeah um but the so okay let's talk about the main couple now that we've explored all these themes Including the supremely sexy Jack O'Connell, who is always going to be sexy. He, this man. Oh my gosh. Truly just embodies this, this gruff, you know, he's, he's just, his hands and it's just everything about him. He kind of reminds me of Jane, Jamie Fraser a lot because he doesn't really like say much at first. And then eventually he's a little bit more like, but he's just got that like gruffness to him, you know, he's. And I think he's also Scottish, so those comparisons are, it makes the attraction to him make sense, but then he also mm-hmm. likes to read, and he likes to, you know, tend to the little animals that he has to, and it's it's also just so endearing and sweet, and he just, oh, he just becomes just the perfect man, like, every sex scene, you're just like, dude, oh my god, like, <laughs> Exactly. I mean, he's so he's so standoffish and just seems kind of mean at first, you know, when she's when she's just trying to explore around the the estate and just kind of interested taking an interest in the in the uh, was it pheasants, the pheasants getting born. Yeah, something like um, that. Yeah, the, uh... the pheasants hatching. And, you know, he's like, OK, she's going to be hanging around a lot more. I guess I got to be nice. And they like start chatting like they're there well we're, we're gonna talk about the uh the other couple's progression first or are we gonna talk like because I'm, I'm on a tangent now i'm gonna talk about this other to talk about I'm the like, other do it okay i really liked their relationship arc like i thought it was very i thought it was very uh like realistic consistent like nothing like moved too quickly mm-hmm. um and i just thought they were adorable like I, I just was like, yes, okay, this is this is good. I, I'm happy, <laughs> happy with these two. Yeah, it was so cute. The way that it was shot and written was just enough, like fantasy and like, but not like too rough or something. You know, like sometimes when you have like these fantasies of things, like especially something like this, it's like the gruff man, like takes the woman right that's like what all the 80s romance novels are like 
And the consent factor oh, of gosh, that is yeah, really not just... clear. And it's like not as yeah. obvious. Whereas this one I felt was yeah. a little bit more just... obvious. It was a little bit more consensual and like less like pushy, but still yeah um just as sexy like, we don't we don't want our, our our female main character to be manhandled like that is not, unless she wants well that's she the wants thing it. like she does so it's like unless you, it's consensual <laughs> the way that it was shot in the director <laughs> she did a fantastic job with that desire with that like you know forcefulness around this kind of sexual affair around their actual sex and like did it really well like it, it is it is not easy to do something like that. And I feel like they did a good job. The director was Laura de Clermont Tonnerre. Wow, what a name. She definitely is French. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a fun name. Yes, we should watch yeah, some of her other defi- movies. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. It, it's when when their relationship kind of first starts. Like, you know, they're just chatting. They, they both hang out in the little... Um, baby chick hut and read and you know just hang out and whatever and that's kind of how it all starts and then you know when she has a particularly annoying conversation with her husband and kind of leaves because he's being an asshole um she just it seems like she's just really needing some comfort and support and maybe just like a little bit of affection because she just has not been getting it from her husband and so she kind of i like like she like she wants him to hug her at first and it's and it's like it's okay she's sad obviously and she just needs some comfort and it seems like the first couple scenes where they're together mm-hmm. um after they get together like that maybe she's just kind of using him for the mm-hmm. just for the, the affection comfort. and for y- yeah the comfort definitely and 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 maybe, you know, it's this is just going to be, you know, okay, this is how I'm going to get my baby. And then maybe that'll be it. But then, you know, she starts to fall for him. So maybe it was like, I'll use him first. But then it kind of, it, it obviously transitions into, into more than that. Um, and they ain't no going back. No. And in the end, she leaves everything she knows for him. And she is proud of the fact that she loves him. And so the end is kind of more optimistic than I thought it was going to be. I did not know that this was going to end that this way. I thought it was going right? to be somebody dies and that's not what happened. It's literally, there's a happy ending to this movie. I literally was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I totally thought Oliver was going to die or something, you know, cause, cause like the townspeople were mad at him and and Clifford was mad at him. So it's just like, like a lot of people were, were mad. So I just, I just, I didn't think. And then he had that whole thing with his, with not even his ex-wife, like just his, well, his, his wife, wife. Yes. And like, yeah. His wife's. And, and, her, and her, and her partner or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that was so her scary. Mister. Like I thought he was going to be one to kill him. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> the threat was. Like, was What's happening? so intense it was it was so scared for all i was like no oliver please (laughs) i love you yeah but she got pregnant and she goes to venice and everybody's like glaring at her and she's super sad because she's left her her love and then she finally gets a message from him and he's got a farm up in scotland 
So she goes on up there. But she yes, also... he had to flee, and she didn't know where he went. And so she was, like, just sad and waiting for his letter. And I was like, oh, is he going to find her? Are they going to find each other? Yeah. And she just doesn't really care what other people think of her in her own class. She just feels very divorced from them. And it's yeah. just Oh, and the lady sweet. playing her sister is, uh, I'm, I'm currently watching Andor. And yes. She's, and she's in that. I'm seeing her a lot. She's she's really good. She was in The White Queen um, as well. I really liked her in that, too. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. But she was really good. You know, she's, you know, being being the older sister and, and being like, oh, you don't actually love this guy. It's just, it's just, you know, this is a shit situation. You're just whatever. And she's like, no, I love him. And I'm glad they were able to be to be together in the end. I was so happy. I know. <laughs> So happy. <laughs> yeah, it was Ugh. it was really it was really good. I I liked it. I you know, I think as as an adaptation, I'm sure it it I liked that it focused on certain themes and it had a lot of fun um floweriness to it, a lot of romance to it. And I really, you know, I think I'll watch it again. I really enjoyed it. Um I think as well, I would you know, watch it again. As movies goes, I, I think thought it, what I thought Mrs. Bolton's character was was going to like I don't know. I thought like she she was like she was trying to tell um Clifford about about like, you know, like what was she saying? Like she almost said something like, "Oh, she's been seeing Oliver or something." Yeah. Like trying to get to him let to the cat notice. out of the bag. Yeah. And so I thought, and I, I thought there would be more just a, not rivalry, but I guess just ill will between the two of them. Like Miss Bolt, like maybe Mrs. Bolton doesn't really respect Connie and was like trying to get her in trouble or something, but it, she just kind of, I don't know. Miss Bolton's character was, was a little, I was trying to, I was trying to understand her. Yeah. I didn't know if she had a motive or anything or if she was, you know, trying to fuck everything up i don't know i don't know yeah i think we like expected her to have those um like bad intentions and like devious intentions and then it once she realizes that connie is really in love with and is like kind of flaunting her relationship in front of her and in front of like everyone and really trying not to hide it in the end. Once she loves Oliver, she just doesn't care if she, the way she's seen. Like, her dress will be, like, ripped up in the front. She'll just walk home like that. And she just is like, I don't care. You know, like, it's just a straight up, like, she loves him so much that she doesn't want to even keep it a secret anymore that that she's with Oliver. And I think once that happens, Mrs. Bolton's just like, oh, she really does love him. Like, she really doesn't, she's not being stupid. She's just, this is the choice she's making. She's making a choice, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, yeah. one, you know, a choice that she feels like is right for her in this situation. And it, it is. I mean, even if she is never going to be a lady again. She also has the privilege to, to choose this. She, which is kind of the class issue as well, because she comes from a very understanding and 
rich family. It was very shocking yeah. to hear the way her and her sister would talk about sex and then also hear the way that she would talk to her dad about sex, like, just openly, like, I love this man. And her dad's like, yeah, you know, you can have lovers. You just have to be discreet about it. And if you're not going to be discreet, you know, it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to choose this, you know. But it, it was crazy how her family just didn't really judge her in that way. They were like, yeah, you did this. Yeah. <laughs> you know and it definitely it definitely seems uh obviously in in some period stuff we watch you know mistresses and 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 affairs and stuff like that are are seen as a big no it's a big no-no but it seems like a, especially among the rich that it could have been a fairly commonplace thing i think it was like it's just i really think everyone so. was doing it but they were being a bit more discreet or you know certain couples knew about it but they're just like yeah do whatever you want just don't tell me just give me an air and and you could do whatever you want like it just seemed like it was maybe, maybe just a bit more common i think you're right and they you know it was more hidden and less talked about and then this book came out and then they're all like Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be talking about this like it's fucking 18th century France or something. Because it's not anymore. You got to be puritanical or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. We don't do yeah. that anymore. Only, we don't talk about Only the that. French have, have affairs. Only the French do. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like all, those, <laughs> all those stereotypes and things that people say. Um, it is interesting. interesting. I like it because I like the period pieces that have sex in them because it's part of life and it's not like these things didn't happen you know the impropriety of stuff is depends on the time period but people were risque people were doing these things they just didn't talk about them as much because that's not what's polite society right <laughs> um, yeah and you know what would have would have solved a lot of these people's issues? Just having open relationships, or even having yeah. a a non non monogamy type of relationship. You know, you know, it's as easy as that. It's easy as that. How come it's got to be so hush hush? Why can't you just? Well, why can't you just date and have sex with whoever you want? Because Shatterly <laughs> needs to produce an heir, and that's Ugh. like part of the system. You know, I mean, we yeah. we had that issue in Downton Abbey too, and that's just. The way that the yeah. the system works there, um, it's not That's like that how here. How the world works? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not like that in America. It it doesn't really no, no, no. matter. You know, it's like we don't back have then. the like. That's how it worked back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like if you want to adopt somebody, they're officially your actual child, and that's the way it works here. You know, um, but that's you know. Things were a lot less free, and that's what kind of makes it also intriguing when we watch period dramas because they are constrained by these societal rules that are were more strict in the past. Therefore, like, the drama, the romance, the sex, like, feels much more enticing and exciting to us because of that, like, forbidden love situation. Um and it, mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. great. It's fun. I mean, we read a lot of period dramas too, so um, that's always it's always great. 
I looked and there's no trivia. Just the fact that Joyley Richardson was <laughs> Lady Shatterlene of previous miniseries. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's pretty lame. Um, but do we still want to take a break before we move on to the Metascore? Sure. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Okay, we have returned. There, I'm looking and there's Lady Shatterley's Lover from 2015 that has Richard Madden as Oliver Millors. What? And James Norton is Chatterley. And Jodie Comer was Ivy Bolton. Oh my God. I am like... What? I, <laughs> I bet this one wasn't as good. I, I, I don't know. Oh my it doesn't have any reviews on here, so I can't actually. It was a TV movie, really? so oh, was it? Oh, of course it was. <laughs> I don't know how many. There's a lot of Lady Shatterley's lovers. I mean, there is a lot. So let me take a quick look. I don't. I I swear I've seen another one. Yes, I've seen. I think I've seen the one from 2006. Mm-hmm. With Marina Hand. You know, since this one was a, a TV movie, I'm sure that the sex wasn't, like, a, as explicit as this one. I mean, it's Britain, so, like, they're probably going to show a lot of boobs and whatever, but you're not going to see a penis like you did in this movie. <laughs> and that's, that's definitely what we saw. Oh, yeah. Running around in the rain. I loved it. That was a good scene. That was, that was really cute. It was really cute. Um, yes, I think I have seen the one from 2006. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Figured it out. Figured it out, everyone. Don't worry. I figured it out. I'm really um, just going to go down a rabbit hole of watching this. I don't know. It, it seems like there's a little bit more like uh, it's just a different way of like you you can interpret this in a lot of different ways. So. <laughs> yeah. I think I even tried to find like Lady Chatterley's lover to buy i wonder if barnes and noble has it. <laughs> don't give Let's your money to barnes and noble just rent it from the library do you think the library has it <laughs> yes probably i mean the library has all manner of sexy things in it it's not like it's just like a pure place <laughs> that's true i don't really want to own this book i just want to read it okay 
Let's or find yeah, it on yeah, your I'll Kindle. Check, I'll check my library. It's it's so old. It probably has. There's probably a way you can get just a full PDF of it. You know, it's it's a uh, probably in in the public um, source, like it. You know, for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna read the plot keywords while I get up the Metascore. <laughs> um, sure, I will definitely read that. I will read all of these. Um, we've got male full frontal nudity, male rear nudity, <laughs> da- dancing naked in the rain, man dances naked in the rain, female full frontal nudity. There you go. That's the movie. Yeah. That's no, funny. no romance. No, no um, unhappy marriage. No, none of that. It's just a whole bunch of full frontal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's all you need to know. Um, all right. I wonder if I wonder if those get like upvotes somehow, and then the ones with the most upvotes like like get put on the like how like how does it pick? Which five are going to be on the page? How does it know? Has it know? Has a pick? I, I want to know. know. Um, IMDb, tell me. Tell me how this works. This movie got a 67 meta score. It's got 18 positive and 8 mixed reviews and 0 negative reviews. The lowest one is a 40 from the Irish Times. The Irish Times? They didn't like it? No. <laughs> Oh, they didn't like it. Oh, they didn't like it. You want me to read it? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, The pretty pictures and silhouetted sanitized sex will do well enough for Bridgerton fans, but the material has strayed so far from the source, one wonders why they kept the title. Really? They say it's it's not close to the book at all? Well, Well, only one way to find out. I'll tell you. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna read it, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Um, <laughs> I'll be the final judge of this. I'm gonna read the Observer 60. It says there's a feverish wildness to Corinne's performance, while O'Connell re- unleashes the full force of his considerable charisma. Yep, he did in fact do that. He did that. He did a lot of that. I, you know, he he is like he's something he's else. He's so cute. Yeah, he's I really cute. So and it, he's just he's so perfect. I, I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I just I'm really happy that we can watch things like this. It's very exciting for us. You know, it's like I I enjoy a good romance like like anyone else <laughs> so it's you fun. know i've said this before you know i'm i'm a huge fan of a simp and if there's anything oh. that oliver is it's a simp okay let's just let's just move on okay um so you did you did another yellow one do we need to do a lower a lower green or just go up go up to the to the highest okay. highest is an 88 any of the greens is good okay well so so don't so don't read the highest yet 
Um, or just read the highest. I'll let me read I'm a, a read mid that. one. I'm, I'm a, let okay, let me read a middle one, and then you can read a high one. Okay, yeah, you do. That. Okay. okay, okay. The Collider 67 says, it's the refreshingly modern and tender depiction of intimacy and pleasure that will stay with me. After years upon years of sex scenes that are steeped in the male gaze or are shoehorned in to attract the many of horny youngsters that have no real interest in the story, it's about time we treat sex with the tenderness, openness, and grace that deserves on film. And this is exactly what Lady Shadowly's Lover does. Thank you, Emma Keeley. I loved that. I know. Yeah exactly and is her and is this is this review the exact the exact meta score it has yes yes it is yes it is look at that oh i love that emma thank you um all right up to the 88 the rap uh often draped over each other like a pair of gorgeous statues oh okay first of all they, think, they wrote i think this last name is spelled wrong yeah it is his last name is spelled wrong how dare you? Might be a... How dare um, you? Okay. Might be just a typo from when they put it on to Metascore because that happened with my brother's name. Do you remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was... It was... It's spelled correctly, obviously, from the original source material. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. O'Connell and Corinne strike palpable chemistry throughout selling both their desire for one another and the consequent love born out of it believably. Very true. Very true. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. If anyone's interested, definitely go give it a watch. It's it's just sitting right on Netflix for you to enjoy. <laughs> and we all know everyone has Netflix, so don't that's, even tell me that you don't have it. That's so true. Or somebody <laughs> who has Netflix. Or you, or yeah, you use someone else's login. So don't, don't even try to tell me you don't have it. Um, but yeah, I mean, or honestly, just watch it to watch Jack O'Connell be a simp because he's he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you, Jack. I know. Just so you know, God, I'm here. I'm here. It. I love you. <laughs> um. All right. Any other? Uh, we didn't really talk about the music. I think I remember enjoying. The, the score of this hmm. of this uh of this movie do you remember anything about about the score Alessandra? Uh, you usually remember better than i do i usually do i cannot <gasps> I can't. but you didn't <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing that's like coming to mind right now i mean it was probably romantic being very pretty yeah like pretty and yeah. romantic that's that's yeah. what i'm thinking yeah. here okay okay all right. I think that's all we have to say about uh about Lady Chatterley's Lover. Go check it out on Netflix. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. We're also on IMDb as well. You can find our page and rate and review us on there. Uh, if you want to email us and say hello, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and follow our various social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, just search Alba the Popcorn or Alba the Popcorn Podcast. Uh, we also have merch, so please check that out. We would greatly appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.